All right, hi everyone. Today we're with Riley Gaines. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here, even though we're like waving things yeah. at herself because it is hot here in Texas, but really glad to be here. Yeah, the protesters didn't last long in 100 degree weather. I think that says a lot about them. <laughs> they were in and out. Riley, you initially made national media when you tied with William Leah Thomas. What was going through your mind? There was a lot of emotions. Um, of course, you, you, this is the meat you work your entire life for. So it was almost this moment of, I was glad my season had ended. This was my last meet ever competing and capped off 18 years of training, competing, working towards this. And so on one hand, it was, I was proud of myself for what I had accomplished, what I had accomplished throughout my career. Um, but on the other hand, having tied at our national championships with a male, it felt like betrayal. It felt like belittlement. Um, so there was a lot of really mixed, weird feelings. It's hard to put into words the amount of... Did you ever think that you would compete against a man? Never. Uh, not even at the beginning of that season would I have ever anticipated this was something we would deal with, especially not at that level. We were competing at the highest level, um, yet the NCAA and the IOC and all of these large governing bodies who, who enforce these rules, they overlooked the clear science and the biological advantage that men have when competing against women. Um, and so it, it's never something I would have foreseen because, again, any common sense American knows that this is wrong and that it's unfair. And so I couldn't have foresaw this. What was the moment like when you decided to speak out publicly about this? I actually remember it pretty distinctly. Um, truth be told, I, I cowered all season. Um, I waited for someone else to do it. You know, I talked amongst my teammates and I talked to my coaches and my parents, but, you know, relatively privately. But I, I had waited. I thought a coach would do it. I thought a parent would do it. You know, someone with political power would stand up for us. Someone who was supposed to be protecting us would protect us. But I remember the moment vividly when I'm, I'm standing on that podium holding this trophy that I know I have to give back because they gave the trophy to Thomas, who I tied with, the male. Um, and I remember thinking to myself that if, if we as women, we as female athletes, really we as Christians, weren't willing to stick up for ourselves, we can expect someone else to stick up for us. And so it was right then and there that I had decided that I was done waiting and that, that I would take this upon myself to, to take a stand and say how this is harmful to women. Mm -hmm. What tactics are being used now on athletes? To keep us silent? Mm -hmm. it's, it's criminal what's happening, actually. It's they, they instill fear. They do it through intimidation. It, it's really emotional blackmail what they're putting us through. Um, they told us, you know, you'll never get a job if you speak out. You'll never get into grad school. You'll lose your friends. You'll, you'll lose your scholarship and your playing time mm -hmm. if you speak out. Uh, we were actually told, you know, you can't take a stance because your school has already taken your stance for you. When, when Thomas's teammates were concerned about the locker room aspect and they felt uncomfortable, understandably so, undressing next to a male, exposing male parts. They sent an email to their administration expressing their discomfort, and their administration responded back with, and I swear I have a screenshot of their response. It says, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here are some counseling resources that you need to seek. They told these girls, this is just how far the emotional blackmail goes. Mm -hmm. They told these girls that if they do speak out, and any harm whatsoever came towards Thomas's way, whether that's physical, mental, emotional, through social media, whatever harm that looked like, 
then these girls were solely responsible, and they would be responsible for a potential death, and they would be murderers. They told these girls that if they spoke out about not wanting to compete against men, not wanting men in their locker rooms, that they would be murderers. Then they would say, you don't want that, do you? Well, it also silences girls who have gone through sexual harassment and sexual assault to then, that's very triggering for somebody to be in a locker room then with the male. And we've seen this. One of Thomas's teammates was um, sexually assaulted in 2016. Uh, the university knew about it. They were subpoenaed in the litigation, yet they chose to ignore her past, her history, what she had gone through, and put Thomas in their locker room. Mm-hmm. And she tells me, still to this day, she has nightmares about it because it's so hard for her to cope with. And again, understandably so, but the universities, they don't care. No, not at all. What can parents and athletes do to fight against this if they're going into school to play sports or even in high school? First and foremost, we have to stand firm in the truth, whatever that truth might be. And when you do, it is liberating. It is. It feels like a weight is off of your shoulders when you know you don't have to adhere to to the lies to the guidelines that aren't morally grounded. Um, So before anything, stand firm in the truth. Um, Two, be emboldened and empowered to know that we are the majority. We're the overwhelming majority. Every poll says so. And it's it's not just of Republicans. The overwhelming majority of Democrats even know that this is wrong. And if you were to just see the media or you, you were to just see how lawmakers were voting, you wouldn't think so. But that's not indicative of, of society and the general public. So, so stand firm in the truth. Um, be empowered to know we are the majority. And, and third, live a Christ-like life. It's so important to put our identity into Christ. Um, that's who we answer to at the end of the day. Um, and if we were to do that, this if we all were to do that as human beings, as Christians, the world would be a much better place. I agree. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you.